Hey, everybody. Welcome to the NYC Real Estate Podcast. I'm Mark Levine. I'm your host. I'm also one of the owners of EBMG. We are a property management company in New York City, and we focus on the management of um, co-op, condo, uh, residential buildings, rentals, commercial also. And it's my pleasure to see you here. Episode 51. It's a solo show. I'm not going to have anybody else with me. I have an exciting guest for next week, and we're taking a little bit of a pivot from our normal programming, and you'll see that on the next um, podcast cycle. But as we're in August, I wanted to bring a few things to your attention. But before I do that, let me tell you how you can get in touch with the show. It's nycrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's nycrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. You can also call me 212-335-2723. I'm extension 201. If you have any questions, I love hearing from people that listen to the show. Um, Send us an email. I'll also answer your questions as they come up. But since we are in August, I mentioned at the end of the month, all of the HPD registrations are required to be filed with um, HPD and uh, multiple dwelling registration is essentially a document for all multifamily buildings within the New York City area. And what those go into is who are the responsible parties, who are the owners of the building, who are the managing agents. And now they've gone through in the last year or two, the lead paint forms. If your building is subject to lead paint um, based on your year of construction, you have to answer a bunch of questions. And then also who the recycling coordinator is um, for the building, because what we do is we make sure that everything in terms of composting, as it becomes available, recycling, we want to make sure that all of those um, boxes are checked so that HPD knows who to get um, information from. And then once you fill it out, HPD will send you an email or you can download it from um, the online portfolio that you keep if you are the one doing it. It has to be signed and dated by both a management professional that's overseeing the building and also one of the owners or board members and also dated. So if you don't have any everything that is locked in on that form that needs to be, they will not update your registration and you would be not considered to be validly registered until it is completed. Um, There's a $13 fee that the Department of Finance has stuck onto the building. So if you go into the Department of Finance and if you look at any open payables for your building, um, it could be real estate taxes, it could be the HPD registration fee, that's where you could pay it. Uh, In the past, we used to send a check, but now we just do it through the portal. There are certain consequences to not having the multiple dwelling registration updated. Among them, you can't file the bedbug registration forms in December because if you don't have a valid building, you can't then go do that filing. And that's another um, violation that you would get. Uh, every we've covered this before with bed bugs, but every December you have to take the last year for every building and say how many apartments there are, how many infestations you've had, how many apartments were treated, and then how many reinfestations occurred. Um, then once you su- uh, supply that to the city, they'll ask you, would you like to post this in a prominent area or would you like to distribute that with any new lease or um, sublease or sale form? And we usually just say, we'll distribute it with the form. Uh, now that we've gone through that, just some news that I, I got um, today from Tane Waterman and Wurzel PC, their attorneys, and it has to do with co-ops and reverse mortgages. Um, essentially, reverse mortgages were never allowed to exist with co-ops. They were allowed with real property. Um, you know, a condo is real property, a co-op, you just own shares in a corporation. So now New York, is, New York State is allowing reverse mortgages to be entertained by shareholders in co-ops, but that comes with a few restrictions. Um, 
boards, they still have to um, navigate the application process with you as a shareholder. Um, if you are looking to get a reverse mortgage, which essentially gives the bank um, some form of equity in your apartment or in your shares in this case, and then they pay you monthly. Um, it's not for people that are under 62 in a co-op in real property. It's 60. So it is something that is geared more towards senior citizens. And I did see online that the average year of a re average duration of a reverse mortgage is about seven years. Um, the cooperative apartment must be the shareholder's primary residence. And that co also comes into play with the co-op abatements or the condo co-op abatements, um, star and veterans and all of that. Um, so that is tied to that too. Um, a lender can't foreclose without complying with all the provisions of the new law and a lender's failure to strictly comply serves as a complete defense to the foreclosure and any request by the shareholder or the lender for the cooperative to sign any documents, including a recognition agreement, uh, should definitely be discussed with the council of the building just to make sure that you're covered and a recognition agreement. We've covered this also on, on past uh, episodes when somebody purchases and they have a mortgage, that's the document that the more that the bank that is holding the mortgage and holding the stock and the lease as collateral will have the building signed so that we, the building will recognize that there's a mortgage in their position and it gives certain um, details of how we should operate or who we should contact if the shareholder, let's say, is in arrears or if they're looking to sublease their apartment. You know, any material change in that unit or in that payment um, has to go out to the bank. And it's very helpful. I have some buildings where the boards will not allow any cash purchases. And it's not really a bad idea because there's no hook, right? If somebody is paying their maintenance or they're not paying their maintenance and they're in rears and there's, you know, they're defaulting on their obligations. If they have a mortgage, we can sidestep them if they're not answering while we're going through this housing uh, court issue. And we can go to the bank and we can say, look, the collateral that you're holding, your shareholder or our shareholder and, and you, whoever has the mortgage and uh, with your bank is not paying, would you step into the place of the shareholder, make the building whole, the co-op whole, and then we'll continue to you know operate that way and then let the bank go after the shareholder um, for that non-compliance with their their documents. So that's something to look into if you're if you are over 62. Uh, you do have the benefit of being able to apply for a reverse mortgage. You would have to apply with your building um, with the refinance application as you would any other uh, refinance or home line of credit, anything like that. The building will have to take into account your financial standing. Um, obviously, if you're taking a reverse mortgage, that may be to tie up a, a little bit of an issue with an, uh, cash flow. Uh, so if somebody is, let's say, an elderly person with a limited um, financial flow, and then this enables them to cover their expenses, whereas they weren't before. If you're doing uh, a reverse mortgage and the building is going to approve it, then they just have to be careful to see how much of their uh, debt to income ratio is there and will this cause a problem if they miss a payment, you know, all of those things that come into play in normal application. Um, as we go through the year, we're, we're almost um, to the last quarter. We are going to be doing a lot of things with our portfolio that just top of mind, you know, we're in the local law 11 cycle C. So we're, we're finaling up all of the A, B and C buildings that we have for buildings that are taller than six stories. Um, there's been a lot of code changes to elevated maintenance, which we've covered before. 
There's New York State sexual harassment forms that have to be, you know, the classes have to be attended. They're usually online. They have to be signed off on by both my employees as a management company and as an owner of a management company, but also by the boards. Um, they have to do that. And because they're operating in a management position, if even though it's an unpaid position, they still have to take that um, sexual harassment course to be compliant with the law. Um, also, the last thing that we're really focusing on are the board conflicts of interest forms. And any board in New York State has to once a year sign a form saying that they either do or do not have any sort of a conflict of interest. And that could be a board member has a family member who is a painter and they got the opportunity. They got the contract for doing the paint. Um, they have to acknowledge that and and tell all the shareholders that once a year, if there were or if there weren't, most boards that we have don't have any conflicts of interest. There are some that we've seen where uh, there's a you know maybe the board member's um, spouse owns a contracting company, and you know we go out to blind bid and they'll win it. You know, and some boards are okay with that, but we have to disclose that that has to be something that the building knows about. Um, so those are just a few updates that I just wanted to get out there. I thought that would be interesting. I've been watching the New York City local laws. They really haven't been um, putting out as many this year as they did last year, which is a good thing. It gives a, a little bit of space to breathe for us. Um, but if you've made it this far, let me remind you how to email us. It's nycrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to check out my company, it's EBMG. Um, this is free. Hopefully you can send it around to everybody. As I said, call me 212-335-2723, extension 201. Next week, we'll be back. Um, got a really exciting guest coming up next Friday that we're going to release. Um, so I look forward to that conversation and I look forward to everybody hearing it. And if you have any comments or if you have any questions, reach out. Don't be shy. Until then, take care.